you know, sometimes you want to just kind of come into the show a little bit different and you want to be like, hi, I'm Shane. And this is my good friend, Michael Finero. And we are here with the Rookie Fever podcast. But that is not this week. That is not this week. This is a take your freaking pants off kind of week. This is a, we've brought the prodigal son of analytics back. This is one of those kind of weeks. Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. Mike, the feverish Fidero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! And FF underscore Spaceman. And he's trying to trick me by supporting vacated targets as if they're a real thing. David Wright. The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. They come. Wait, and welcome back to Rookie Fever. I am here as always with the feverish Fenero. I usually, I usually don't use that much energy before we start the show. I actually needed that 45 seconds to kind of catch my breath there. And then it might not have been quite enough. I was very impressed. But f- feverish, we've got a very special guest. I don't know what to call him anymore. I don't even know if you call him a guest, friend of the show, the spaceman. What what do you think? What do you think, feverish? I mean, he's he's little f little f underscore spaceman, one of our favorite guests. Soft Anybody Dave. new to the show, and if you don't know who Dave Wright is and why we're kind of messing with him and coming in differently than we would most guests, is Dave was a big part of the show for quite a while, and you've you've heard his voice here, unless, like I said, you're new to the show. But Dave, it is. Awesome to have you back, always with the wipe of the feet and the pants off. So we did the same for you this evening. Dave, how the hell have you been? I'm doing great, guys. I'm obviously wicked excited to be back with you guys. And also, I'm getting a little, little, uh, getting in the feels listening to the old uh, intro to Rookie Fever. So with the, uh, yeah, it brought that back for you. It, it, it's, it wasn't a mistake. I wanted, I wanted the (laughs) listeners to know and, the prodigal son of analytics? Yeah, that's that's big. I think that's I think that's really good, and that's probably pretty true, right? I, I well, should ask feverish because Dave's gonna be like, well, you know, like. <laughs> I mean, have you seen the size of this man's spreadsheet? It's big. <laughs> I mean, it's really big. Super big, like like big. You can hear his voice at A Tale of Two Rivals, his work at DLF, and then and then your Patreon and the database. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that before we get into the show. Actually, before we get into the show, we should talk about Campus of Canton. Otherwise, I'll start talking. I'm a talker. I have lots to say about Campus of Canton, actually. You want to do our promo? I, no, I, I'm not. I won't let you guys. <laughs> you guys are perfect with the promos, but I will say... That everything you guys say about, because I'm, you know, guys, I, I was on the show. I've been a long time listener before that, and I've been listening since I've left because I talk to you guys about it frequently when I think about each episode. But Campus to Canton, what a crew, good group of people. They were one of the high donors to the Scott Fitchville Potathon, which I was a part of again for this year. So their quality of, of information matches the quality of people over at Campus to Canton. So I just want to add that into everything you guys normally say. Really, really great group of people over there. 
Love it. Use code FEVER. Go over to campuscanton.com. Save 10% on all packages. Also, really quick, want to bring up last week's predictions, which feverish. I'd say I'd say he came out the gate and and crushed it. I'm just a little bit behind him, but I mean, he took the lead early, and we're going to get into predictions later. This is just a teaser, but Mike Bauer guessed left Dave in a hole here with negative 14, taking Jalen Tolbert and Chris Olave. Jalen Tolbert ended up being a scratch, didn't play. Chris Olave played. He was seventh overall. And that was even with Michael Thomas had having a good game. Wide receiver 51 on the week. When I say seventh overall, sorry, he was seventh rookie overall for the predictions game. So, Dave, you've got some work to do. Feverish, you crushed it. I mean, I had first pick. That helped. Uh, the Tolbert news. First and last. Yeah, this is true. First and last. Uh, the Tolbert news really floored me. I, I was stunned by that if that's not a red flag for tolbert owners i don't know what is gallop gallop out and tolbert doesn't even get to play Mm -hmm. you know that was um unexpected yeah there was uh i'm trying to look at it now too there's actually a rookie who's the rookie from dallas that did play houston yeah thank you i did not mention rookie fever much this year for good reason (laughs) yeah exactly so and and that's even more of a red flag that he did play and he was targeted. I want to say five times or something like that. I don't have it in front of me. Is that outrageous? Yeah, no, two for five. I think he was two two receptions and five targets. Wow. So maybe just maybe that's who Dave's going to pick with his last pick in predictions because Dave, you have the joy of picking first, where our leader picked last week. So you can't say anything about this, <laughs> but you get first because you're in last. But you're also going to have the last pick because we're snaking it this year, Dave. It's crazy. That's what happens when, you know, when the spaceman breaks the scoring like he did last season. This is what happens. You know, you, you stack the deck against me. Again, you bring me. I'm, I'm in the hole. So, I'm you know, the world is on my shoulders, guys. I'm, I'm ready for hey, this. Hey, that is at Rewind CEO's fault from Dynasty Rewind. Go check him out. Um, Dave, I'm sure you know how to get a hold of Mike Bauer if you want to complain about where he left you to start. Nonetheless, we're happy to have you back. We've got to get into this top 12 a little bit. We've got to dig into what you've been doing. So we're curious, do you have any rookies who've stood out from your database and anything you want to say about your database at any time in this show and where to find it too, Dave? But honestly, like... The the comfort I, I have with you, I, I feel bad I'm not giving you the real guest honors. We're just uh, – I'm already having too much fun here. It's all it's you know I'm honored for even this kind of this is this it's like being home you know you, you know you got your relative you know it's like uh someone a friend you don't have to tell them where the the beer in the fridge I is I called you the, the prodigal son of analytics <laughs> I I'm I, it's like a free pass for the show yeah that's true yeah so but yeah, honestly yeah. Dave I appreciate you and your work and and that's important to me that. The listeners hear about that if they haven't. Um, our campus to Canton chat. I think I don't know if it was today or yesterday actually, but they've been enjoying the guests, and you were quickly brought up that Dave better be brought back on pretty quickly, and they had no idea that this was already planned, and we didn't mention it. So Ooh, a little surprise. I nonetheless, I'll shut up. Anybody stood out in that database and and tell them some stuff about you, Dave. With your pants off. <laughs> well, so my database is a free database that has just about any stat that you could possibly want on a player level. I, I think I'm 
already have 12,000 players ready to go if they play a snap this season. Uh, that's almost doubled what I had last season. Start the season was the most complete database I'd had to date. So we're, we're fully ready to go. Uh, I think I have over 150 different stats that are updated before most major websites. So hit that up. You can check me out on FM Hunter Sports Baseman, and, and it's a free database, totally, totally free. Uh, check that out. And so, but that being said, anything you can want to find there, I got two positives and two negatives here from the database. And the first one is rookie fever favorite Kyle Phillips was targeted at the highest rate among all rookies in week one, bringing a target on 43% of his reps. So what does, you know, 43% of your reps, what does that mean? Well, just to give everyone uh, an idea, he was tied for first among all wide receivers in the NFL in week one at, at a targets per route run, which is a very sticky, sticky and effective uh, metric to use. So that just shows you how frequently he was targeted in week one. So that just really knocked my socks off for the fifth round rookie slot receiver for Tennessee. Any concerns with Kyle Phillips and the eight yards per reception? No, he's, he's a slot receiver. And I think that... Yeah. That's kind of that offense is kind of just trying to, you know, gain first downs or run through Derrick Henry. I, no, I, he's a fifth round receiver and he did that in week one. You got to love it. Oh, I love it. And so wide receiver 47 on the week with the scoring we use for predictions and he was rookie number six. And Dave mentioned those targets. He had nine targets, caught six of them, 66 yards for 10.6 fantasy points. Feverish, this is a guy we've been talking about, I, I feel like repetitively on rookie fever. So I felt really good about this one. We're going to get back to Kyle Phillips in a little bit though, because he's in a question we have coming up here. So I absolutely love that he was a standout there. What about somebody, somebody that you're not so excited about? Well, Troy Harrison Jr. I'm not sure how many people know who that, who that is. I had no clue that was before this week. I didn't know it until Monday morning. I was looking at the database. He's a rookie fullback for the Houston Texans. He ran one more route, or no, one, one, sorry, one less route than Damian Pierce in week one. He ran, Damian Pierce ran, ran five routes. Troy Harrison Jr. ran four routes. So that's a little negative. Uh, that's, that's not a good sign because Damian Pierce, who, you know, he's a rookie. What, what, I think there's still lots of reason to be excited for him, but that was just after what we saw in the preseason, I was really disappointed to not see him out there on more routes. So you like him. I do, but what I'm trying more. to say is that like what I saw, what it was, I'm not excited about him getting mm. one more route than Troy, a fullback that I've never heard of before in my life. Yeah, I hear you. You know, I, I don't want to be too negative, so I had to still sprinkle some positivity, <laughs> and even with the negative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't know what to say. That that one was for you. So yeah, and then uh, just quick, two quick one, like rapid fire from the database. Drake London read led all rookies in expected points added. Really efficient, a really useful and sticky efficiency metric. He gained 88, and he did that because he gained 88 yards after the catch in week one. Oh, that is an insane number for a guy who did not get a lot of work in the preseason. We were worried he was going to start slow. He's got to deal with the target competition from Kyle Pitts. And he showed us why he was the top, one of the top wide receivers drafted in the NFL draft. So people who are worried about Drake London uh, can't separate, yada, yada, contested catch guy. No, 88 yards after the catch. That is insane. Good for him in week one. Yeah, and that was without really practicing much that last week there. So that was exciting. And then to yeah. wrap her up, James Cook, one, one, zero routes run. Zero routes run for James Cook, who was, you know, you guys know the, the thing. He was, they targeted Isaiah or, uh, McKissick in the, uh, in the, in the offseason. You know, they wanted the pass catcher and then he fumbled. And so zero routes run for James Cook. So that was, that was a, neg a negative here. So that was, that's all the, the fun little tidbits from the database. There's thousands of them out there, but those were some of the rookie ones that shined this week. What were you going to say for now? 
I was just going to say, you know, um, I've been hearing about how crazy Reek One was, and and it was, you know, it's, it it starts off on Thursday, and the the Super Bowl champion Rams get crushed by the Super Bowl favorite Buffalo Bills. It ends with Russell Wilson cooking in Denver, right? But then not being able to because of a coaching decision serve dessert. Then <laughs> then over the last four days, we basically enjoyed. Just a world full of overreactions and folks claiming that with one, with a one week sample that they were right and the world was wrong. This is week one. It's I'm here for it. I love it. Um, it's predictable. Um, I'm used to it. <laughs> it's the way week one goes, but I love it. You know, this is this is this is what yeah. we get. We get a lot of overreactions and a bunch of people saying they're right after a one week sample size. Yeah, one of my favorite <laughs> ones that I've seen a little bit as of recently is the Damian Pierce um, victory laps. Yeah, exactly. Of just how bad he did and it's so silly, how, how good Rex Burke had did. And <laughs> yep. really like we've seen less usage out of running backs who I was way higher on than Damian Pierce. And I mean, we like Damian Pierce. I'm not trying to backpedal right. on that at all, yeah. but I'm not worried about Damian Pierce after week one. And no. <laughs> he's, a, he's a perfect example, right? Like he's, he's one of those guys that we have followed, followed through the entire journey, right? We've started with yep. like a guy that nobody knew that we started pumping up and then we started realizing, well, wait a minute, he got a decent landing spot. Maybe we should keep another look. And then all of a sudden his value gets absolutely absurd and high. I'm screaming and we got to sell the guy at this point because it's yep. getting a little out of hand. And then it comes crashing down after just, just one week. Just because of one week. <laughs> and this is kind of like you should expect these kind of things from of your course. rookie running backs at, at any caliber, let, around, let alone a fourth-round pick. A hundred percent agree with you. Which Could leads me to the next guy and a question on the list. And, Fenero, we'll just stick with you and, and segue to Dave here. Sure, but and I know that I'm I've been kind of the a little bit higher on Isaiah Spiller coming into this. Yep, he's been injured, doesn't play week one. We've got another guy who we talked about. Dave knows him as Alexander Horvath. I called him Xander Horvath. He ended up being <laughs> running back forty five. Got a little bit of work. He showed up on the top twelve this week. But is this is Isaiah Spiller a buy or do you think he's just another bad pick? Dude, like, so that I love that you segued off of the Damian Pierce stuff because everything that we were excited about with Damian Pierce, we weren't seeing with Isaiah Spiller, right? We weren't seeing the preseason. We weren't seeing the, the green flags. And this was a huge red flag. I mean, when you see Joshua Kelly, Sony Michelle being brought onto the team, and now some other rookie that on rookie fever, we haven't spent more than, I don't think we spent a second on getting way more well, run. I mean, even Dave said, he goes, I didn't know who he was because in my <laughs> database, he's, it says Alexander. And so it's not like he saw Horvath and he was just like, oh yeah, Horvath. You know, it's kind of one of those things you have to think about a little bit more than well, some of well, the here's other names. A, here's another thing I can promise, I can promise you and our listeners is this is the most we'll ever talk about him all season long. It's Probably. right now, you know, so that to me, scares the shit out of me for Isaiah Spiller. It really does. Like, I, I'm i starting to be concerned. I, I don't want to buy. Um, I'm fine holding with what I have. And uh, I do have, I do have a, a few Isaiah Spillers. And, you know, I'm going to pump the brakes on my, on my extreme worry. But um, I'm going to call a red flag a red flag. 
I don't I don't like seeing He was banged this. up. He was a little banged up. Little banged up, little banged Some up. Some guys aren't expected to play week one. All right. Well let's let's hope I mean, that it was a little banged up and not just scratched. I think it was a little of both. Okay. But I don't think he was quite ready because he's been nursing injuries. All right. Well, I'll go with that. I agree I, with I you. He like didn't impress in impress in preseason and whatnot. But I mean, I think they're. I think that they would be happy to give him at least a shot over somebody like Joshua Kelly that they've already given shots. Yeah. So that's. Hope. I think he'll get a shot. It'll be his job to do something with it. Dave, how do you feel about Isaiah Spiller? Quick answer. Uh, he's not a buy for me, but that does not mean I'm out on him by any means. Uh, I think this is a situation where it's going to take a couple weeks uh, before. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better for him. Uh, like Swag said, he was the injury. I think that put him behind the eight ball. You know, he, you know, coaches, they want their guys to be able to know the pass protection. They want them to know the playbook, you know, all that stuff. They want to see him in practice to make sure they're ready to go out there, especially rookies who aren't necessarily high picks. So I think he's behind the eight ball. He's got to catch back up, prove it in practice. And so he's not a buy for me because I think, guys, we play in competitive dynasties. There are a ton of leagues where I think people are, who spend a second round rookie pick are going to be selling cheap on in week one. At least maybe they are, but I, I there's well, not a ton of leagues. What's cheap? Like, will, do you, do you, will you get out for a third? Uh, I would not. No, I would not get out for a third. No, I'm, I, I think, like I said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. So I think a cheap would be, I think, yeah, cheap would be a third round pick. I think that'd be cheap after spending a second on him. Feverish, uh, would you get out for a third? No, probably not. You said um, probably. No, nah, I, I, I can't somebody might that. have a bigger probably and just say, ah, uh, you know, what, I'm just going to get out for a third. No, I don't think so. Um, third doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, you guys are positive he was hurt. All I saw was healthy scratch, healthy scratch, healthy scratch. Like, are, I, I don't know. I would, I want to be, I want to, I want to know the real answer to that because I was like, I'm over here like trying to find this. I know he, I know he had like a preseason ankle injury. But he seemed to practice that yeah, week. Yeah, he, he practiced. No, you're right. Uh, absolutely. So it that's feels like right. a coaching decision to me. And that, he that's... practiced that week. But what I'm saying, and, and I'm glad because in case there's any confusion. Yeah. But what I'm saying is he didn't get enough time to be ready to place. I got you. More so. And like he's still a young rookie. There's guys that have were more ready than him, which you're right, isn't a great sign. But I don't think it's a sign he'll never get a chance either cuz like we said it's week 1. Right. Yeah. And 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 I'm with I'm definitely with Spaceman. I'm not out on the guy, which is why I'm not going to do it for a third. I just uh mm-hmm. I do think that's, that's a red just flag. And nobody nobody wants to give you a second either. Yeah, not not suiting up. Not suiting up gives me like Trey Sermon vibes. Like I don't I don't like I don't like not suiting Ooh, yeah. up. Yeah, I don't sure. I don't I don't it that bothers me. And then and it's not that he didn't suit up and he has like he, honestly like I like Baltimore's um, Baltimore. I like Buffalo's depth, um, keeping James Cook out more than I like this depth. There's no depth in mm. front of him. You know, after Eckler, like he should be next with that draft count. He should just be yeah. next. He shouldn't be not dressed. He that's shouldn't what, be in street well, that's clothes. Yeah, that's what he we thought. He shouldn't be in it was street be. clothes. Um, but I, I do. I kind of hear what you're saying. Like, you know, one could play the narrative if you were to try to trade him, for example, one could play the narrative is like, well, they don't want to rush him. You know, they want to make sure he's healthy. Like that's how much they respect. Okay. So you, neither of you wanted to move him for that third, but will you buy him for a third? Yes. 
No, I'm. I think, like I said, I think it's going to get worse. I'm going to be like an alligator in the swamp, just my eyes on the surface. <laughs> I'm going to be seeing all people are going to be saying just what Fenero's saying. Xander freaking Horvath is playing over him. Guy who never had a hundred carries or more in a single season in college at Purdue. We've seen Joshua Kelly be nothing in in his entire career in the NFL. And Sony Michelle is dust seven for twelve yeah, in week this one. Is, this is cut from Joshua Kelly was like twenty for three for twenty three in the passing game in his rookie season, and they still didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to get this that narrative that Fenero is afraid about is going to get played because he might be scratched for three, four more weeks. And then when it, the price really drops, that's when I'm going to pounce. I'm I'm going to get no from I'm, I'm going to get no from managers because there's a lot like the film watchers. They love they just loved how he looked, the way he he played. And I, I don't blame him because he looked great running the ball in college so that they're going to hold on to that. So I'm going to I'm going to wait, bide my time and pounce when that price actually drops. Yeah. Which might not work, but that's what I'm telling myself. And, and yeah, and it just gets so tough because nothing. Sometimes it's like nothing gets cheaper than a third. Like a couple yeah, things exactly. get cheaper than a third, but not really much gets cheaper than a third that you're still interested in. Like I mean, you might you might throw thing, a fourth like, for Gronk or some retired player you think might come back, but it's tough, you know. So Dave, I'm going to stick with you, but feverish. I know you've got some snap counts, so I want to hear about this a lot. This might be a long one. Both Traylon Burks and Christian Watson were out targeted by their rookies, by other rookies drafted behind them. Excuse me. They were out targeted by rookies drafted later, later. Will the big plays of Watson and Burks overtake Kyle Phillips and Romeo Dobbs? And this one I thought was pretty interesting. If you look at it, because we already talked about Kyle Phillips a little bit and his targets that he had, but then when you look at Traylon Burks, who actually came in behind him for the rookies and for wide receivers, he was wide receiver 56. He was targeted five times, only three receptions, but 55 yards. So you can see like the big play ability where he could maybe have less targets and still break out. I mean, three, three less receptions and 11 less yards, 55 to 66 that kyle phillips had so it kind of makes me want to buy Traylon burks so anyway i sort of started to tell you a little bit about how i feel about this but what do you guys think like we'll we'll start with burks and phillips like is Traylon burks a buy and will that big playability like take over what we're getting from kyle phillips at least from the wide receiver ranks because i agree kyle phillips is a great slot receiver and I, I like kyle phillips a lot that's the best part that's the best part, Swags, is as Traylon Burks, because they gave him, they, they, they kind of babied Traylon Burks. He, I think all three of his catches were on the same exact route. So they were just kind of easing him into the NFL. And as Traylon Burks gets more familiar with the position and throughout the year, he will have no effect on Kyle Phillips in the slot. That's the beauty of this. I feel like this is kind of what I said last week, Swags, that they were going to start off around 50-50 for a good third to a half of the season. And then Traylon Burks, as he starts to get his wheels under him, would just take off from there and at the end of the year have a decent amount of yards beyond Kyle Phillips. But we were going to see something like this, and I, I anticipate to continue to see this. But the best part about it is both these rookies won't hurt each other. They play a different part of the field, and I feel like Kyle Phillips, if he's going to be like the next great slot wide receiver, and I don't think that'll happen in year one, but if he is going to be that, 
Traylon Burks won't affect that. If anything, it'll help a little bit just to draw coverage. But did you have the snap other. count on these yeah. two? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So Kyle Phillips' snap count was thirty-one to Traylon Burks is twenty-four routes run. Kyle Phillips had twenty-one routes run, while Traylon Burks had thirteen. Oh wow! Yeah. So Robert Woods, which didn't really do much on the stat sheet one for 13 had 26 just to put that up as relative right so the number one wide receiver on the team had 26 route run and kyle phillips had 21 but just between them was uh nick westbrook with 22 interesting it's interesting when those weird guys sneak in there you don't even care about (laughs) i like i like the 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 routes run for me is is showing use and that's going to come up later in my predictions because there's a player that ran a whole ton of routes that didn't really show up on the stat sheet that I'm going to probably try to snag on my predictions later. Dave, I I feel like you're pretty high on Kyle Phillips as well. How do you feel about Traylon Burks in this situation? Similar to Finero? Well, my kind of yeah, kind of, but my this is where my rookie fever bias really plays through here and it's because I listened to the rookie profiles and Katie Fowler, who I believe was the first rookie profile of the season this Correct. year, came in and said, Traylon Burks is a has, is a great uh, talent, but he's a little raw. Yep. And what does raw mean? They're going to have to work him in, build up his route tree. He comes in, he plays, I think, 37, or he runs 37% of the routes. But on those routes, he's targeted 38% of the time, which is an extremely high number. That's like t- a top 10 wide receiver type number. Small sample size, but a very he, when he was in there, he was targeted very at a very high rate, and then he gained a ton of yards when he was targeted. So I'm I'm pretty excited, honestly. Like that's exciting to me. Everything that I was told by Katie Fowler, who who knows these, the, she's the de- the queen of Debbie for a reason. So she everything that she said came true, and then he showed it in week one. So he all my my what is being expected is being checked off. So I I, I really like Traylon Burks. And I, I hey Kyle, Kyle Phillips, great player, but I think this does not deter me for Traylon Burks whatsoever. I think he's going to be a good player. Yeah, the the thing about Kyle Phillips too is he's always going to be one of those players that you can get like. I feel like I bring up this player too much, but that Hunter Renfro price almost like he's always going to kind of help you a little bit and have a decently safe floor, but he's never going to be an extremely high price wide receiver to fill your need. But Traylon Burks, listen, listen to what these two just said and and go see if you can get Traylon Burks before he really breaks out because he's only wide receiver 56. People are quick to judge. He had a sour camp. I don't know. Maybe put some feelers out. It can't be too cheap. You have to like him, but but give it a try. How about we do Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, the players with the better quarterback? Do you guys care about Alan Lazard? <laughs> I think I think Aaron Rodgers does because he was outright frustrated. I mean the 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 talk going around about how pissed off Rodgers was, especially with that Christian Watson drop. Um, I think I think he matters to Rodgers. Now, what does that mean? I'm not real sure. Um, I thought Robert Woods would show up a lot more than the two rookies, and that didn't happen. I also would have assumed that Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins with no Lazard would get a little play. The rookies outshine them by far. Right. I mean, Sammy Watkins was out there. Don't get me wrong. Randall Cobb was also out there, but they were barely targeted. Didn't show up on the stat and- sheet at all. And I mean, uh, Dubs caught four for five. That's yeah, not man. bad. Mm-mm. He was uh, 
uh, second leading receiver on the team right behind AJ Dillon. Poor Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> AJ AJ Dillon was a lead receiver on this team with uh, five catches for forty six yards. Right behind that was Romeo Dubs for four for thirty seven, and after that was their tight end Robert Tonyan coming back from injury. So yeah. yeah, it was a rough day. So so <laughs> let's take the the touchdown pass that he dropped away and how that's because that's what's tainted Aaron Rodgers and a lot of people's perspective, at least yep. for this week. Sure. And we still have two receptions for 34 yards versus four for 37 from Dobbs. So only three more yards, four more catches. So still the same thing with the big plays. These guys get a better quarterback. Who, who do you want moving forward? I guess we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at. Out of these two players? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I do not like Christian Watson. I think he's a bust. There needs to be a bust in this class. I chose Christian Watson before the uh, before Green Bay ever even drafted him. So I'm going to pick Dubs. I mean, that's that's just going to be what I do. Um, and I will say, I, I watched a majority of this game. I did not watch plays after the fact. I watched it live. And I believe what I saw with my two eyes, which won't show up in the stat sheet, was growing trust. I saw... I saw when push came to shove, I, I, I felt like Aaron Rodgers was pushing the ball his way. It won't show up again, right? Because you're going to be like, well, Mike, he only had four catches for 37 yards. How can you say that? First off, look at the catches across the board, right? They're all low. And this is a rookie. Yeah. And this is a guy that I saw as Rodgers was getting frustrated going to. And I expected Tanyan actually to have a bigger game than he did because I assumed that 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 was going to be another comfy blanket for him. The fact that a rookie's up there is a comfortable blanket that I saw, that I, I felt that through Rogers' frustration he was leaning towards in week one, I think that speaks volumes. Dave, I'm so happy to have you back. I miss your voice. The well, I, prodigal son of analytics. Well, <laughs> the prodigal, I mean, dude, still that's, strong on that. I mean, that's pretty cool. It, I, I, hey, I might, <laughs> I'm going to have to go in the bio. Uh, but... I, you I feel similar be, to Finero and I on this Romeo Dubs and Watson situation? So I kind of want to take a step back because a lot of things are being thrown around here, and I think it's a good teachable moment here, is we've been talking a lot about routes, we're talking about snaps, we're talking about targets. And I think it's this this situation we're seeing between Dubs and, and Watson is a perfect example to explain it. Uh, Dubs, I mean, I mean, got out – or Watson ran more routes in week one. And that's because routes are an opportunity metric. That's more of a coaching decision. He had the draft capital put into him. That and yes, route. Don't get me wrong. Routes Four are also a skill. Four more yeah. routes. Yeah, not much, but still some. Uh, routes are still a skill met. Like it, you need skill to get out there and run your routes. But targets, when you're looking compared to routes, targets are is it more of a skill based stat. Routes is an opportunity based stat. So what we're seeing is here is yes, Watson was out there and ran more routes, but Watts are but Dubs out targeted him. So it looks to me that I think in a only vacuum, by one to be fair. Yeah, but but on less but on sure, less reps sure. too. So Touché. Touché. at a higher rate. So that, I, I'm and then based on what we heard all off season, I know Watson was injured, but I, I'm. It's pretty easy to say for me that Dubs might just be the better player. I think that's I think that it's trending that way. That being said, I think Watson is going to have a nice higher ceiling with that athleticism in his frame. He can be a guy who scores two touchdowns in a week, but it's going to be tough to know when to start him, especially his rookie season. Dubs is going to give you that nice floor, and I think you're going to be more comfortable starting him throughout the season. So that, that's kind of my take on those two players. I know it's only one week one. I wouldn't like go out and totally change how your whole draft philosophy has been based on mm -hmm. this. But in week one, that's where I'm. it's starting to check off my priors because I like Dubs a little bit more than Watson. But uh, 
that's how I'm, I'm trending is that I think Dubs is a more talented player, going to have a nicer yeah. floor, but Watson's going to have the ceiling probably. And so Chris, Christian Watson just barely squeaked into our top 12 this week at 12 wide receiver 70 with 6.35 points. It doesn't take much to get into the top 12 sometimes. And no, we've doesn't. even had lower points than that. So not the worst week, but not super promising. And then, Dubs was down there, wide receiver 52, close, closer to Chris Olave, who we mentioned earlier at wide receiver 51, and 9.05 points. And I think that trend continues. And and Dobbs actually had one attempt for 11 yards, which surprised me a little bit. But, well, Watson had one attempt for seven yards, too. But even that, he didn't do as good as C. <laughs> C. <laughs> Couldn't even run better. Jeez. With the ball in his hands. So question number three here, because it sounds like we all pretty much agree on everything there. I mean, Burks and Phillips and Watson and Dobbs and all of us seem like we, the one we don't like is Watson. I was so glad we had Dave on because I, I knew how you and I felt about these questions. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see, you know, just outside of our little bubble, how Dave felt and, you know, spreadsheet yep. doesn't lie. So this one I am interested in, and everybody who's been a a loyal, longtime Rookie Fever listener who's followed me knows how I've been about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. No, I heard you touting him earlier this offseason. I don't know what you're talking about. You were touting him. You're you're a lover now. A little bit. The price got so cheap. I don't know if you could call it touting, but um, the the communities came around, and I don't mind the price as much. But then, I mean, I think we also saw something that maybe we got too excited about this weekend, and I want to know how you guys feel about it. So the Chiefs run the ball 27 times. Pacheco leads that with 12 of them. Clyde Edwards has seven, but he has the three for three in the passing games, and that's where he gets his touchdowns and most of his points. I know you can't take him away. It happened. I, I hope people fired him up, honestly. It's uh, it's fun to see, but he touched the ball ten times. That's less time than Pacheco did on the ground alone. They look to this rookie that early in his career on the ground versus Clyde edwards Lair. I'm curious how you guys feel about this. Is this a trend that continues? Which one of these running backs do you trust to start in your lineup after week one? So I listened to this this other great podcast because this is clearly a great podcast you're listening to now. And the other great podcast I listened to today was the Superflex Super Show with John Hogue and Swagzilla Zero G. My voice is on there again. Yeah, and and you mentioned this, and and John John. Um, gratefully reached out through the podcast to say, I know everyone's yelling at me right now to say, but John, a majority of this work happened in garbage time. And that is my response um, to, to Pacheco. Now I will measure it with that. Pacheco did look good regardless of what quarter he played in. Okay. He did. He, he had a, he had a, a, a very nice burst that everything we saw in preseason translated into an NFL game, but he had one carry uh, in this, in the first half, and it was for a one-yard gain on the outside. He didn't have another carry in this game until there was 12 minutes and 48 seconds left, and it was well in hand. Um, now, I remember John also saying on the show that 
Kansas City might have a few games, more than a few games, where they get out of hand. Okay? But I'm not going to rely or get excited about an asset that has to have garbage time. So I'm curious. What I want to look at, Swags, is I want to look at these snap shares. I want to look at that specifically, how much he's on the field, see if that increases. This is why we look at snap shares throughout the season. If I see an increase next week and another one after that, and those stats even go down, like he's not even – I'm going to get more excited about the fact that they're using him. But it doesn't change the fact that Clyde Edwards-Alaire only touched the ball 10 times. Two of them just happened to turn into touchdowns. I mean, for example, Joe Mixon ran the ball 27 times week one. Yeah, I, I mean, Kansas City has uh, Ty, Tyreek Hill or no has is, is a passing offense. Um, they haven't been a rushing since 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 Hunt and 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 you know if we want to put down Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Clyde Edwards Hilaire in his rookie season had a, a fantastic week one too. <laughs> you know, one week one is a you know it could be a Sammy Watkins thing. It could be he could be the new I'm Sammy Watkins. I'm just trying to figure it out. But no, ten carries is low. Him being involved in the passing game, obviously seven in the red carries. Zone. Yep, and then three in the pass. Yep, but I'm saying the red zone passes are very valuable. Yeah, you can't I, just I agree. Take oh them yeah, away, they sh- like it said, showed up right? week one for sure. Right. But you also that that's you know that's probably not sticky. That's not going to be something that we can expect them to do over and over again. I was still waiting for the the Travis Kelsey shovel pass. To be honest, Travis Kelsey is going to be a huge part of this offense and in the red zone. So it's going to be Travis Kelsey's all day. So Ceh isn't going to get those those kind of um, opportunities every week. And um, and I hear what you're saying. Um, I, I'm not I, high on Pacheco. I want, I want you to know that. I think it's, I think it's going to be, I think eventually, cause I can't even call week one this. You can call week one a running back by committee if you look at it just by, you know, especially if they're run. only going to run the ball 27 times anyway, or yeah, you know what I mean? Split it up. Yep. The, I mean, wow. What, what can you expect? You have to have, you, you have to get lucky. And I don't think Kansas City has to do anything any different. I mean, they, they, they played next to a, a perfect game on offense. Mahomes looked fantastic. He was just running around saying Tyreek Hill, who so, I can throw it to anybody on this field. Dave, after that discussion, are you selling high on Clyde Edwards-Alaire? No, because if I have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I'm using him to score points right now. Like, I think that's what, like, he wasn't too expensive to get, and I'm using him to score. It's point scoring season, so I'm trying, like... I, I mean, I'm struggled to find a player to pivot off of to score the potential amount of points that Hilaire is. Uh, the big thing that stands out to me, guys, is zero routes run for Pacheco. McKinnon got that the passing down work. And I think the, the best news that we haven't mentioned yet, Ronald Jones was an inactive. So the, the win already, yeah, I know Pacheco came in in garbage time and got the carries and everything. But the big win was that he's the, the backup for the guy who's been injured a lot, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. If he goes down, it's wheels up for Pacheco. So that's I think that's the exciting stuff. So, but no, so I'm not necessarily selling high on on Hilaire, but uh, unless I mean, unless it, you know, if I'm not if I'm not trying to score points, if I had just gotten him for a value, like, oh, he's a value, and then turn if that's my goal for getting him was to just turn the value, then sure. But if I'm trying to win win now and, and everything, I'm, I'm keeping Hilaire just to. That was in my notes up. too, Dave. That's a really good point. I mean, to be one away. With the burst that I saw in the fourth quarter, I mean that's a nice spot. I don't, I don't mind, I don't mind that one bit. I, I think I told Swags like in the Scott Fishbowl waiver run, I bought some Pacheco insurance, and all that was was you know Swags and I have been on the mic several times saying we're not buying this, but at one point I was just like you know what I'll throw out, I throw out a fairly minimum amount of fab because you don't know how your division's gonna to bid anyway. It was a pretty low amount. 
and I just swapped out a player. I think it was like Khalil Shakir, maybe that I wasn't thinking, you know, that's not going to help me in redraft. And I got some Pacheco. And to be quite honest with you, I'm like, you know what? I could sit on that for three weeks and see what happens because I don't know. They like them. It'd be you great in best ball. Now, now that yeah, we play a lot I of that, but you. he'd be great in best ball. Yep, but no. nonetheless, I mean, he was rookie number two. Yep. Running yes, back was. 21. Got a touchdown. Those so helps. they got three touchdowns from their backfield. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, man. How the hell are you guys feeling about Sky Moore? I'll dig first this time, but I have a strong opinion. Oh, not, not, I mean, seven routes run in week one in a blowout is not what you want to see. You would think that he would get in there more, but you know, it was like what, 37 to, to seven or something at in the, going into the fourth quarter. Or you'd think that he'd get some more routes run, but maybe they were, you know, they were running the ball more Pacheco. So maybe that was the issue, but I, look, the thing with Sky Moore and it was the, this is what we were getting in, in throughout the, the post or the preseason. You're going to have to, it's going to take a while. He's not going to. He's not coming out the gate blowing the doors off. I know he had the big play and everything, but he's going to. He's not going to win you weeks early in the season. Is he, and in redraft, he's going to be tough to hold on to your bench, especially with some of the players who have been going off. So I think that is. But in, in dynasty, I'm not shifting in redraft. I'm okay. I'm probably okay dropping him, putting him as a put him on my watch list. But that's kind of how. That's my general thoughts. I my initial ch- thoughts on the player though have not changed. Yeah. So my 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 whole thing is to answer the question: How do you feel about Sky Moore moving forward? Same. I totally expected this. This did not surprise me one bit. As far as like bringing him in in garbage time, the plan in garbage time for Kansas City is to run out the clock. That's what they want to do. And throwing in a rookie wide receiver is not how you do that. You run it by throwing in Pacheco. Keep Ceh healthy. He's your lead back. Throw in Pacheco. Run, run, run. Done. Um, he had a one, he had one catch for 30 yards. I watched that catch over 10 of it was yards after the catch. It was also while Mahomes was out of the pocket. So that shows a certain level of trust where he was able to get open with Mahomes flushing out, um, making himself available to his quarterback, which establishes trust as a rookie. I think as the season goes on, he will get and earn some more significant playing time. This is about what I expected week one. This is what I signed up for if I drafted Sky Moore. Really? Yep. I think I think your I feel like feelings people are that expected people, more. Yeah, yep. I, I know that's I that people, I'm talking about me. My expectations and I drafted Sky Moore in the first round were exactly this. After if you just open your ears I don't know why you would draft somebody in the first round if this is what you were expecting. How many how many um targets or catches did Justin Jefferson get in week one of his rookie year? It was mm, one I don't target. remember it was one target. This is exactly what I'm talking about, overreactions of week one. It's this total overreaction to be like, he was only in there for this much or blah, 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 blah. They like but him ju- a Justin lot. Justin Jefferson, I mean, you just mentioned, like, one of the most successful wide receivers the last two or three years as a rookie outside of Jamar Chase, you know. That's why I brought that's him up, a- that he's capable of having the same exact week one. Why are we overreacting to Sky Moore's week one? I'm not saying he's going to be Justin well, I mean, Jefferson. Well, at some point you have to react, I guess. But not after I, week one. This is this is, this is is what I'm reacting to. I'm reacting to the fact that, like I said, when they gave him the opportunity, he made himself available to quarterback and established trust. The fact that Juju's on a one-year deal, the fact that they passed the shit ton out of the ball, and they've been saying all offseason they love Sky Moore. They've been saying it just like Jahan Dawson. Jahan Dawson didn't surprise me. It was surprising that it was it was – it was two touchdowns that did surprise me, but I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't um, surprised that they trusted him. They love Jahan Dotson. I just think part of Kansas City's plan is to take Sky more slowly. 
I think they've been saying that from day one. I don't. I don't think this doesn't scare me. But see, that's what I would have expected Sky more to be more like week one, not from the two touchdown perspective, and to be like the number one rookie of the week and wide receiver 12, like Jahan Dotson. We'll talk about Jahan Dotson, but I didn't expect that from the two touchdowns, but I expected like similar usage. Right. Or at least more of a shot. Yeah. I mean, that kind of draft capital. Like, I mean, that's just admitting you made a mistake. Comparatively speaking, Jahan Dotson had 40 routes run on Christian Watson had (laughs) more of an opportunity from a lesser, quarterback is that fair yep yep and we hate him and we hate him i think what makes me feel i i I agree with everything you guys are saying like don't like i I think this is good and i think it's a good way to explore uh sky more here but one thing that i think we have to look at too is i'd feel a lot different and i'd be a little bit more nervous if Nicole hardman and marquise valdez cantling had gone off for big and two touchdowns and he's not like they didn't come out and take like yeah juju smith schuster looked good but MVS, Michael Hardman, they, they don't seem like they're insurmountable to take over for a guy that we think might have the talent like Sky Moore does. So that's kind of what's making me feel because, you know, he's coming from like the, the lesser competition is going to make take a while to build up. So that's what's make that's why I'm not panicking anyway. But is that I'm not Nicole Hardman, MVS just don't scare me, especially after their week one performance in a blowout. To answer your question or not to, to address what your response was to me, Swags, um, if I'm at 108, 109, and I drafted Sky Moore. Do I have regret that maybe I didn't draft another wide receiver like Jahan Dotson? Not because Jahan Dotson scored two touchdowns, but but because Jahan Dotson seems like the real deal. He, he felt that way the entire preseason. And he's feeling that way now. Um, I feel like most of the time, though, that we've been higher on Jahan Dotson. Yeah, I agree. Even if even if for you a little bit. Yeah, I yeah but for me ahead. a little bit. I agree. Um, like the uh, the Vegas odds, for example, for rookie of the year um, before week one, Jahan Doxson was is he even on the list? There he is, um, sixteen hundred to one. Jahan Doxson now is the best bet, right? Even with Drake London to be rookie of the year. Oh wow! After, after one week, that's the reaction in Vegas. He went. He went from. He went from. I, he's below Romeo Dubs, and just below, just above Jamie uh, Jameson Williams to tie with Drake London for rookie of the year. I mean, so they're definitely looking at those touchdowns because I mean, and Dotson had a great week, but it's only three receptions on five targets, Correct. forty yards, and then he, but he got the two touchdowns yeah. and wide receiver twelve. That all shows up on the important did you guys see him play areas. though because i see i see dave like ready to ready to ready to come in here and, and and give his two cents did you see those plays and those catches like he looks like a an nfl wide receiver i'm sorry i know like if we sit here and look at these low numbers and 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 just dispel the two touchdowns like well that'll never happen again i don't think we're like giving the guy enough credit like he he looked really good to me, like when oh, I saw him play, I'm not he saying it will good. never happen again, but I'm saying no matter how good you look, two touchdowns is something you shouldn't expect from many players on of a course. weekly basis. But I'm saying let's I mean, not let's not discount him for getting the two touchdowns. I think we sometimes we sometimes do that, right? Like we'll be like, oh, oh I'm just take I'm away that just, 45 yard touchdown, and he no, would have a no, crappy no. Game. I'm taking a stab at. Vegas. That's all. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. I, and I agree with you. That's a, that's a crazy shift. 
but I thought when I, I heard it, I heard it on um, satellite radio that he was he was now favorite odds for rookie of the year. And as his show prep last week, I had put Vegas odds up for mm. rookie wide receiver. We never got to it. Um, but I remember I saved it, and I'm glad I did because I went and, and looked at the comparison. And it was astronomical. I agree with you. That's definitely a uh, an overreaction for sure. Dave, where are you with Jahan Dotson? Because like like Fever said, I'm, it looks like he had something to say. No, I'm, I think I'm right. I think you guys covered a boat. I think just to I want to emphasize, he looked great, and I think the he was a spectacular catch maker, made very hard catches in college despite his frame, and he did great it again. Hands. Did it again in the NFL. So to see that translate in the NFL, that's exciting. Now, now is that going to make it? I, I'm still taking. I don't think I, Drake London. I think it should still be the odds-on favorite, like at least for the wide receivers. I like. I still if the even the numbers, like the efficiency numbers, everything else. People are overweighting the touchdowns. I think it's like the Sports Center or the Red Zone effect. He looks great on Red Zone and everything, and, and yeah, for a good reason. But I mean, what Drake London did what was was really really impressive. So yeah, I guess my. All thing is, you guys nailed it. I don't. I don't want to add too much. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, could you imagine if Curtis Samuel gets hurt again? I mean, I can certainly imagine it. But I mean, yeah. Curtis Samuel had ten targets in this game. I mean, he doubled Jahan Doxson and and Terry McLaurin only had three. I mean, you want to mm-hmm. talk about a, a you know in redraft a free agent pickup? Curtis Samuel was a pretty hot pickup, yeah. and that guy really struggles to stay healthy. And they loved using him because they've been dying to use him in this way. But could you imagine if he did get nicked up for a few games? Those yeah. opportunities, I mean, Jahan Doxson had 40 routes run. He was the second on the team on routes run. So we talk about trust, right? We talk about coaching. I think Dave brought that up, right? So routes run is a better indication of how the coaches feel about the player. It's not necessarily execution of those, of those routes run. But he's still out there in his rookie season, week one, with just two less than Terry McLaurin. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so I feel like there's there's upside here. Another player we didn't bring up much we because we've talked about London a few times throughout the show, but another player I don't think we brought up was Garrett Wilson, who actually mm. had a pretty decent showing week one with four receptions and eight targets, ended the week with wide receiver forty two, rookie number five. One of your picks in your rookie uh, predictions. Points. He was one of my picks in my predictions. You know what though? And I have it um, jotted down on paper. I had Drake London um, wrote on paper, and then I crossed it off and put Garrett Wilson down and made that pick live it's on the show. It's the knee, dude. I stayed away if from it, too. I would have been tied with the champion had I taken Drake London. <laughs> but no. I almost took Drake London, so. I, you can't start with the goose egg, you know? can't start with the goose egg. So, I mean, Garrett Wilson, I'm I'm excited to see what happens with him, too. I want Zach Wilson back. I'm one of those few yeah, people that wants to see Zach Wilson back in the game. No, I, I think, um, if you again, if you watch the tape, if you watch Wilson, he, he really, there was one play in particular, he made, a corner, made the cornerback just look silly, like just absolutely silly. I think I think Garrett Wilson is another person that, that seems to be like what we thought he was going to be. I mean, he certainly was drafted that way, right? But again, um, 35 routes run. Uh, Elijah Moore was all over the field with 55 routes run. Uh, I think that's the biggest number we've said tonight with Corey wow. Davis and Swags. You're, you're one of the reasons I own Corey Davis in a, in a couple of leagues is, uh, is we, we kind of saw this coming. We I know started you him over Michael Thomas. That's my weekend. fault. I apologize. Swag. Well, maybe not my fault, but it was certainly my suggestion. Um, but, you know, next time don't listen to me for starts and sits. But, no, Corey Davis was out there a ton with nine targets. Uh, 
And Garrett Wilson was right there with those three. This is kind of what we thought. I was just a little more nervous because Garrett Wilson talk was so quiet in in, in training camp that we were going to get a slower start. I'm not saying that this is a fast start, four for 52, but it's a better start than I, I, I um, predicted, especially with Flacco at the helm. So you're right. I, I, I'm very much looking forward to him moving on over and getting Zach Wilson in there and getting those those two acquainted again like Elijah Moore did with him last year. Dave Garrett Wilson. I mean, Fenero covered it perfectly. Garrett Wilson. I think there's You're not here to grade us, Dave. No, no, I know. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'm going to say New York Jets fans should be excited because they have, I think, three very talented wide receivers. I think, I think people might take a like when you see eight targets from him in week one. They got to take a step back because I think they they were they were playing in catch up like garbage catch up time. They threw like was it sixty three dropbacks. They might be though, up. right? They might that, that might be true, what they do true. a lot. That sure. defense looks a little better. I thought the defense might take a step forward. So yeah, I think you're. I agree to your their counter there, Swag. But what is it promising? Is is his participation and his target rate? I, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and Corey Davis. If they can get any competent QB play, I. It's going to be exciting. So I'm all three of those Jets wide receivers. I'm totally fine having. I'm excited. Garrett Wilson's was a great target. People forgot about him. The top a top ten pick. People were forgetting about him in redraft. It was one of the easiest smashes in the twelfth round, and that I, I had him, I have him everywhere because of that he was so, he was so easy to get. He's still available. He is only twenty percent owned in Yahoo leagues currently. Garrett Not Wilson, that is. <laughs> Kyle Phillips is only 3% rostered. Get out of town with that. <laughs> That's crazy. You know who's rostered way more? Who? Kadarius Phoney. We won't even talk about him, though, because he's not hes not worth it. <laughs> Honestly, like, I plan on skipping it. Like he, But they, they didn't even throw the ball to him. Dave, 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 you have some catch up to doing on the predictions. So I think we got through a lot of the players oddly in the top and we 12 did without it. We talking did it in a very elegant way. We talked about Damian Pierce a little bit, but he is running back 53. He was rookie 11 Burks 10. Uh, we mentioned Watson at 12. Then we had Horvath at nine dubs at eight. Olave at seven, Kyle Phillips, six, Garrett Wilson, five, Brees Hall. We didn't really touch, but man, Brees Hall's days are coming. Those 10 targets week one, very promising. Happy to see that. If you guys want to talk about him when I'm done with this list, that is fine. Drake London, number three, wide receiver, 36, Pacheco, what the heck go running back 21. And then Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, 12, um, I think this rookie fever season could be another fun one, man. I'm I'm enjoying these names popping up on the list. I'm enjoying Dave being back. I'm enjoying Dave being in last place. Well, not after next week, so that's so. Nice. I'm going to do a favor for the next guest here. Um, yeah, you're picking first here. If I, if I'm up, I can go. I. Let's should we it. should Let's we reiterate the because I know Dave knows Dave's Dave's been with us for a while but Dave is not allowed to choose anyone in the oh, top yes. twelve. Thank you. Not allowed to choose anyone that was in the top twelve. So when you're like, why the hell is he not picking? Not allowed to pick anyone in the top twelve. Dave unfortunately is also <laughs> not allowed to pick anyone. Jalen Tolbert. <laughs> Jalen Tolbert. That's so BS. that, 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 that that's gonna Come hurt. On. That's gonna hurt. Um, but other than that. And week two is way more difficult than week one. But other than that, Spaceman, you have to pick anybody you want. Who is it? I think you got, You just know this is one of the most difficult weeks in the game is, is week two because not a lot of pl- rookies, it, they're growing into their roles. So 
Luckily, today I, I saw that Ken Walker is coming off of the injury. He Ooh. practiced in full. Damn uh, you. There's, it's too. T- I don't know what to do. There's not a ton of options here, so I'm gonna. I, this could. I, 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 that could be negative points here because he might not get a lot of work. But I'm going Kenneth Walker. I like that one. He's definitely on my list. Um, it makes my next choice actually probably a little bit easier. Now I have to pick between a couple players and who will get back to me through Finero. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with um, George Pickens. What? He was targeted three times, only brought in one of them. I think at some point, like, I think there's going to be a lot of garbage play with the Steelers and the quarterbacks, but I think at some play, like, Pickens is going to show up on our top 12 here sooner than later, com- it'll, comparative it'll to what's week. there. So I'm going to go with George Pickens. Love that pick. 30. Sounds like Finero was maybe thinking about. Yeah, that was my pick, dude. 37 routes run. He's right there behind Deontay Johnson with 38. 37 routes run. He just didn't show up on the stat sheet. I saw a red zone attempt. Um, it was a little out of reach, but that would that touchdown would have changed something for him. It would definitely would have put him on this list. So you get to cherry pick my guy, George Pickens. Nice. All right. I like that. And Kenneth and now Walker. you get to double tap here. On yeah, the... I do like the double tap. See, you like you you like the the uh, the snake. You like the snake. I know you do. All right. It's so... it's it's a uh, it's a fun element. I'm I'm digging <laughs> it. Yeah. I'm going. This is this tough. is one of your best ideas in the last eight days. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say in the last eight years. Um. All right. So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do Rashad White. He's on my list. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do Rashad White. Um, He was out there. I believe he had seven carries. Um, So I have a safe floor. Uh, I'm gonna hope that he gets a touchdown. Obviously, you know how I like injured. I like to pick my my running backs um, for a safer floor in this game. But then a sneaky play. um, Isaiah Likely. Was, was you just are ruthless, <laughs> like savage, targeted four times. Yes, targeted four times. He's going to get in there. He was just as much of a part of the Ravens offense oh. as all their other wide receivers. Three tight ends for Baltimore lined up in the slot 42 times compared to 22 by the slot wide receivers. They are using both of these tight ends, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, f- he was in for 45% of the snaps. They like this guy. I like him, too. I don't own enough of him, so I'm going to pick him in this game. Isaiah Likely, we get that tight end premium. And I believe even, like, Kate Auden just barely missed the top 12 last last week. So, Isaiah Likely. And I'm going to wrap my next pick up. with. I love that pick, by the way. Like, that. that's um, Rashad White. I wanted to fall to me, but Isaiah Likely is who I really wanted. And mm. Um, even considered with my last pick there. I'm going to take Jalen Warren there with uh, here, should I say, with Harris being a little bit banged up, and I don't know what's going to happen. there. I don't feel like there's a ton of players to pick, and yeah, honestly, right. I don't know if Dave's going to pick James Cook or not, but I felt better about going with Jalen Warren than, man, I just picked two Steelers. Yeah, live or die. <laughs> And I was just like, well, live or die. <laughs> I'll stick with it. I'm, just, I'm, gonna, I'm curious what Dave's going to do here. but I don't, oh, like, 
I don't like my pick of Ken Walker now because he, after the the you guys were fading Rashad White most of the offseason, so I thought maybe the hate might mm. fall him might fall back to me. You can try to trade with him. That's no. true. Maybe I'll trade a future negative play from one of the future <laughs> guests for this number. <laughs> uh, I'm going to actually go Alec Pierce here. He's a concussion protocol. Never mind. Uh, that's good to know. I, okay. Thank you for telling me. God, yep. I guess I have. If, if you pick somebody else that's injured, I probably don't know about it. But yeah, he. I meant to mention that Kenneth Walker was back and the, the Alec Pierce was concussion protocol top of the show. So... Yeah, I, I, I don't think you should it. pick him. <laughs> I guess it could be. Oh man, I, I have two choices right now, and that it's Dennis Houston or James Cook. Mm. Uh, uh, man, what, I, I'm I'm digging no. a ditch for the next the next guy. I'm gonna I'm trying go, to think of who else you could go with here. I have an idea. No, no consideration whatsoever for San Francisco activating Tyrion Davis Price with Eli oh. Mitchell out. That's, no consider. I mean, it's a very similar risk with Kenneth Walker, but you might as well swing for the fences. See, TDP he doesn't might not show play up at on all. My th- yeah, he TDP might not play show at up all. in my database because he didn't play. So, yeah. uh, but there's some na- go... there's some nastiness down here. I mean, you're talking about James. <laughs> <laughs> He's barely yeah. out there. No, he might only get like two or three care. I'm going to go Dennis Houston. I'm going Dennis Houston. This is ugly. This is ugly. <laughs> You know Dennis what? Houston. I am I'm, I'm tanking for the next get you know, I'm tanking for a better pick <laughs> next week for the guests. You're tanking You're for those twenty twenty three picks? You're welcome. Look at that pick I just gave you. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't want to hear them complaining about being in the behind because I'm tanking so they can get the next pick next week in a tough week. <laughs> and I I didn't want them to have to choose Dennis Houston next week, so I'm actually doing them a favor. My, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Dave knows what happens if the guests get too far ahead. We just stop bringing them on. James Cook, by the way, because we didn't talk about him because he didn't make the top 12, and he was considered here for a, for a uh, rookie prediction that was out for 5% of the snaps last week. Five. Hmm, not too much. It's hard to pick him in predictions when he's in there that much. Sure is, man. Don't give long-term, but, though. Zach Moss got some targets, so there's maybe a role developing, so don't give up long-term, Dynasty managers. He didn't do much of those targets, to your point. Like, you... They were, the yards per target were abysmal, if I remember right. Scored more points than Cam Akers. Oh, bada bing. <laughs> Dave, it's been awesome having you back, man. This is this is too easy. Again, tell them who you are, everything about. You should do everything about me. Mm. No. <laughs> it's a long list. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. No, but tr- truly, Dave. This has been a ton of fun, man, and I think I think we just spit a pretty good amount of knowledge for these guys. So appreciate you being here, man. But but truly, tell them everything about you. How's your Look, kid? How's the kid and wife? So, you know, he had his. He's so, a, a. It looks like he's so close to walking. He, he's a year old. He had his first popsicle yesterday. He's a he's a whippersnapper, young whippersnapper. So yeah, nice. things are going what, great. What color of popsicle? Did you give him? Did you give him red? Or were you red, like, I'm saving those for me because he doesn't care. <laughs> no, I was red. I, like I was, his teeth are bothering. So I was like, looked in the fridge. I'm like, all right, it's either an ice cube or this popsicle. So you can have this popsicle. <laughs> nice. So. uh Mom wasn't happy, but that's okay. He slept fine. I uh, love it. But no, so things are great, man. No, this was honestly a lot of fun. It, it felt like, you, you know, it, it's been, it just felt really good to chat ch- up with you guys again. I know we, 
it got busy towards the end of the, the off season here, but we, we've, it's been nice to just keep in touch this off season. And, uh, but anyway, about me, FF underscore spaceman, all lowercase, same thing with the Patreon. Most of the stuff on my Patreon is free. So come check it out. There's a, uh, 2000 player college prospect database. That's full of rookie research. You've got an NFL database. You've got this free weekly database. We talked about earlier, uh, maybe re- rekindling tail two rivals, uh, and then might and then maybe one of these days I'll write for DLF again. But no, right now most of the stuff's on the Patreon. And uh, honestly, just guys, uh, there's always great. Hey, if, hey, if you got a big like, say you hit big in DFS or you had a big win, uh, some of the rookie fever knowledge you guys hit, hit up one of uh, hit up a charity with some of those winnings, some of your fancy winnings. Uh, that's just my my message to you guys is that this is a this is a fun thing to do and take it and then just pay it forward. So uh, whether it's the Potathon, whether it's Scott Fishbowl, what, whatever it is. Take some fancy winnings and throw it to one of your favorite charities. I love it. And there's always a way you can help, too. Even if, like, maybe you're not good at fantasy, but you just enjoy it. Maybe you're not good at it. You can still, like, donate to it or you can see stuff on Twitter, retweet it. Dave helps a ton with the potathon that he just mentioned, the Scott Fishbowl potathon. You can always help out in different ways. It doesn't always have to be monetary because, like we said, you don't. Everybody's not winning at fantasy football, Dave. Those people yeah, no, want to help out too. Retweets go a long way. You know, I wish I could. I wish I could be throwing fifty bucks for everything I see on Twitter, but you know, sometimes just a retweet goes a long way. And uh, you know, let's keep. The, let's just say this has been week one. Tons of knowledge, and this was this was. It was an honor to be week one to talk rookies. Like this is the, a big week for rookies. It was an honor. Yeah, to be absolutely, man. I love it. And Fenero, I feel like I feel like with what Dave said there about the charity, we should probably make the get like bring a little heat and maybe the guests should start bringing some final thoughts. Oh, yeah, I like that. You like that? Yeah, I think we should do that. I think our guests bring some of the best final thoughts. Absolutely. Mine, they change it get, up. They get mine sick get of ours. way too deep. Yeah, mine, mine, mine get a little too heady. But I'll, I'll leave a final thought just to, uh, you know, if you, if, you know, if he's like, he's like, mine get, Dave, he's like, mine get too heavy. And then yeah, he's like, I'm well, going to give you guys This isn't going to be heavy. Shit, this isn't going to be heavy. I just want to drop the name Rookie Jordan Mason. If you, uh, if you want to take a flyer on a running back from San Francisco, uh, I tried to do that in my leagues because Tyrion Davis price obviously is owned. And I thought maybe I could get myself some Jordan Mason. I was wrong pretty much pretty much on people's teams already but like just 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 check that name in your league if you're in dynasty um we saw we saw a seventh rounder or a sixth rounder take over that backfield after uh after an injury to Mostert last year so jordan mason write it down jordan mason it's in the notes he is at Avoc tv and i am at swagzilla zero g this is at rookie fever Follow us on Twitter, five-star review. The prodigal son of analytics at FF underscore Spaceman. Appreciate you so much. And we are out.
Arena. Who got the one-on-one scouting is never done This stupid throw and run for children Anyone size and speak just on real landing spot Not ideal weight Which is break out a full rookie fever stage Romeo loved Juliet Juliet she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said Julie baby you're my blame Now we get a fever When we kiss it Fever without blaming you Fever Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever So she got the fever, and she got the fever No cure for the fever, so let's feed the fever Thank God for the fever Thank God for the fever Fever, what a lovely way you burn Fever, now you got the fever, now you got the fever